Hallelujah. Hebrews 11, 7. Godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became the heir of righteousness, which is according to faith. Father, we are grateful to you this morning. We yield our lives to you. We thank you for your word. We pray that you will speak to us. Release grace and anointing in this place that will make the proclamation of your word effective, productive. Lives will be touched and changed. Your name will be glorified. Every resistance to the preaching of God's word, we bind them. Every critical spirit, be still. To Christ be the glory. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. The title for the message is, as we said last week, What Moves You? Praise the Lord. What Moves You? Praise God. We live in a world where our lives are constantly being influenced. Our lives are constantly being motivated by the forces around us, knowingly or unknowingly, consciously or unconsciously, you and I are constantly being influenced by the world around us, whether it be good or bad. There are elements, forces, agents that tend to move us, praise God. We need to ponder and ask ourselves, what moves us? Praise God. At times, people are moved by their emotions. At times, people are moved by the fats, the fashions, the latest trends, popularity poll, opinions, the market, you name it all. You know, one by one, we can see that there are forces that are moving us, influencing us, motivating us, and directing us into certain directions in life. We read from the life of Noah that he was moved by holy fear. Praise God. Hallelujah. What moved him was holy fear. Not holy sweat, but holy fear. Praise God. And from the scripture, we said how this fear, holy fear, godly fear, directs us and what are the benefits of being moved by holy fear. In the life of Noah, we see faith and holy fear played a major role and he moved in a way that was pleasing to God in a way that fulfilled God's purpose for his life. And last week from the scripture, we said there are so many things that move people around us. Some people are moved by envy, like Joseph's brothers. Jesus was moved by compassion. The disciples were moved by indignation. And we can move God to jealousy by our actions. And we also said that the Spirit of God can move us. Praise God. Today we want to move along with the rest of the part that I want to share with you. 
What does it mean to be moved by holy fear? What does it mean to be moved by God? Praise God. Quite often we experience that move of holy fear in our lives, which helps us to take a step or to do an act for God. It's good. But the mood by the holy fear here refers not only to one small act, but an act that led to fulfilling the purpose of God in that generation. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. To be moved by holy fear is not to be stagnant or dormant or take a small, tiny, baby step in the realms of faith, but to be actively moving along with God. Praise the Lord. Move along with the move of God. Praise God. For us to be constantly moving with God, it requires that we stay in touch with God. Praise God. It requires that we stay connected with God. Without being connected with God, we cannot be moving along with God. When you look at the life of Noah, it was not just one fine morning he heard from God and he went out and he started saying, what is going to happen to the world? But it was an ongoing project that lasted perhaps a century. Wow, praise God. You know what it is to have a lifetime commitment. I was pondering, I was thinking, what it is to be, to take one baby step, move, and then go back, retrieve, and then once in a while come out, do something. No, that's not what it is. It's like going on our short-term mission trip. You know, we all go on short-term mission trip. We can go this year, last year, but we go on short-term mission trip. When we go on short-term mission trip, I see there are so many of us who are so talented, and we see them coming out and doing things, and I'm always impressed by the ability and the grace and the talent that God has given our young ones in this church. I'm always impressed. Praise the Lord. But what we are talking about is if it is only once in five years, you go on a short-term mission trip and go and you make a dent and you do something for the Lord and then come back and retrieve and then stay put for the next five years. A five-year plan or a four-year plan. That's not what we're talking about. Praise God. Here, mood means that it prompted him into an ongoing action. Praise God. And Christian life is such that, it, that we all are involved in an ongoing action. Praise God. Hallelujah. And when we look into the life of, of Noah, we see that God gave him elaborate plan as to what he needs to do. Praise God. So he had this two major projects. Two, yes. One was building the ark. Okay, and everything that went along with it. God gave him specifications. And this man had to do everything as God told him. The other one was, was a preacher of righteousness. He had to warn the people. 
you know, it's one thing, one thing to go around telling everybody, hey, I don't know how many of you guys saw it during the, the COVID season, during the height of COVID, in, I believe it was in New Orleans. This was one, there was one, one man, I don't know how many of you guys saw this. This was this one man going around like, you know, it, it reminded us of the old time street preachers. To me, it reminded of Jonah or one of these prophets who would go and drink through the streets and I repent, repent. I said, wow, I mean, looking at that, you know, can you imagine doing that? And in, in, in a society, the Bible says, the Genesis chapter six says, you know, there was violence all over the place and constantly people were, their imaginations, the Bible says, God saw that their imaginations were constantly evil in such an environment, it takes guts, it takes boldness, some audacity to step out and to say the message that God had given him and this man was doing this at the same time was building the ark. One was active, the other one was passive. Passively through the building, he was proclaiming what was going to happen. The other one was he was sharing, praise God. Listen, and the Bible says, you know, he was he did what God asked him to do, you know? See, in this life, in this life, all of us are, are involved in a building project. We all are building. I'm not talking about our building in, in, in Syacet, okay? We all are involved in building. Building what? Number one, building lives. Praise God. Building lives, our own lives. God wants us to build our own lives. Number two, we are involved in building the lives of our family. We are involved in building our family. Number three, we all are building in the realms of, 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 of Christianity, in the faith realm. Number four, we all are one way or the other. We are building, involved in building our communities, our nation. God is using all of us one way or the other. We don't know the impact that it makes, but God who knows and sees the complete picture, who can see the whole picture, knows the impact that your role, my role in this world, in this time can make. Praise the Lord. So we are involved in building. Praise the Lord. We, none of us are finished yet. All of us are under construction. And God requires that whatever building that we are involved in, whether it's building of ourselves, our spiritual lives, our family lives, our business, whatever you are involved in, God wants us to use the measuring yard of God's Word to build whatever we are building. Praise God. Hallelujah. What we build according to the word of God will last the test of time. Praise God. If we, if we compromise and take shortcuts, what happens is only God who knows the future would know whether our work is going to stand the test of time, praise God. I believe that we are in that season where our lives are being tested. What lives? Our faith lives are being tested. The other day I was talking to someone, one of the ministers in the city, and, uh, and uh, when I bumped into him, he said that, Pastor, I don't know when this season is over, 
how many people will come back. I was a little shocked when he said that. Uh, because they started their services long before we did. You know, we were a little bit more cautious. And I'm so glad this morning to see Joshua Chayan and a mama. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We thank the Lord for our elderly people who are bold and, you know, willing to take chance and rest. This morning is here worshiping the Lord uh, with us. We thank the Lord for him. Praise the Lord. The passion, every time I see him, like many of our elderly people, they keep asking, when are you opening the church? The church is open. Praise the Lord. If you want to come, you be cautious and decide whether you want to come. We have, of course, protocols. Follow, follow the protocols. Coming back to what we are talking about. He said, Pastor, I don't know. When this thing is over, he said, uh, I don't think many people are going to be in the church. I said, why would you say something like that? You know? He said, you know, I look at the trend and I, I see what's going on and I come to the conclusion that after this is over, many will not show up. I said, why? Because he said, I feel this is a sifting season. A sifting season. Let me ask you, what moves you? What moves you? Is it the love for Jesus? Is it your connection to God? Is it your connection to the word of God? Allegiance to God's word. What moves you? Praise God. When the frills are taken out, can we still have a song for the Lord? Praise God. Hallelujah. When the music fades, when everything is done, will we still dance with Jesus? Huh? Praise God. Everything, oh, every, every excitement is taken out. Will you still hold the hands of Jesus? Praise God. Only season and times will reveal that. Here was a man. Praise God. Through the thick, through the thin, through the pressure of the society. No, it was not the most favorable time or season. He was not doing what was accepted by the society then. Through all these things, the Bible says he built according to the specifications. It's always a challenge to understand. You don't have to live in, 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 a, in a world, in a society where, where you are physically being persecuted for faith. I thank God for those who are being, those who are sustained and those who stand fast in faith, even in persecution. But I'm telling you, even when there is freedom, praise God, there is voices there is powers, there are forces that are alluring us, that's beckoning us, that's trying to take our allegiance, our love away from Jesus. Calling us. Come, 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 come. This man, he continued his building project. Including me, we all like to cherry pick, you know what is good, what is convenient. You know, we all do that, but God doesn't want us to be people like that. 
When God looks at me, when he looks at you, he doesn't want us to be Christians who cherry pick from God's word, what's convenient, let's practice, what's not convenient, let's put it aside. Praise the Lord. Here is a man who kept moving with God, meaning he, have, he was fine-tuned to God and he did what God asked him to do. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Our obedience today, our obedience today to the complete word of God will not only impact us, it will impact the next generation. Praise the Lord. This, we can't forget it. You know, we all are linked. I have said this. Just think about a chain link. We all are linked. Praise the Lord. You know, we have children, we have grandchildren, we have great-grandchildren. We all are linked. And we are knowingly or unknowingly, we are transmitting faith values into our next generation. Our lives, they speak volumes. Praise God. It's like a bullhorn. You don't have to scream like I am doing right now. You don't have to scream. The life is a constant exhibition for our people, for our children, for our grandchildren. They are constantly observing us. This man, praise God, he built according to the plan of God. To be moved by holy fear means to actually to walk in a step. And the steps of God that has ordered for us are ordered steps and measured steps. It's ordered, praise God. What orders? The word gives the order for our steps. When we read about Noah, we know that, you know, he comes from a family. Praise the Lord. His great-grandfather, the Bible says, he walked with God and God took him. God took him before, before the deluge, before the flood. But this man, God didn't take him. He walked with God. God used him to bring salvation, praise God. A hope for that generation. An opportunity, a chance for anyone who would respond to get on the boat. See, God has a specific plan for our lives. I was talking to one of the Andes in the church. And she told me, she said, thank God, Pastor, that God took out Amici before this COVID season. I said, praise God. You know, think about it. You know, elderly Praise God. And going through certain sickness. And if we were to go through the season and be in the hospital, somebody who's in the hospital, you know, the problem that they will face in their lives. So what am I trying to say is that God can take us before an issue or God can sustain us through the season. Praise God. For some, God would not let them go through certain seasons, while others, God takes them through the season. Praise God. And we all have such experience in our lives. When we have gone through, when you look at some, some people in their lives, like our brother was sharing this morning, 
Some people, it seems that they got, they, they got it all made, boy. You know, they just breeze through life. You know, it looks like that. We don't know what people are going through. It seems like that to us because we are only observing the externals. And some people are good actors. How many of you know some people are good actors? They can put up a show. In other words, they might be going through hell and high water, but they can put up a show as if nothing is happening to them. But regardless of what, what I'm trying to say is that God can protect us and insulate us and shelter us. At the same time, he can take us through the season. Praise God. If you're going through the season, I want to tell you, build according to the yardstick of God's word. Nothing will touch you. Praise God. You would go through the deluge, but the hovering arm of God will be around you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Trust in the Lord. Praise God. This man, he went through the season, but he built according to God's specification. And what do we see? We see that he came through that season as a success. Praise God. That divine program of God determines who goes through what seasons in their lives. Praise God. So the man made everything as God said and God did his part, which was in a timely way. God kept his word, which was the flood came and we know the rest is history, you know. When God told, gave him the specification to Noah, he did not tell him to build a ship. He was building an ark. We call it an ark, more like our barge, you know. It had no steering to it, no rudder to it, you know. Noah could not direct or redirect the course of this large floating barge. It means God was in absolute control. Praise God. God was in absolute control. God was the pilot and the co-pilot. Praise God. He was in complete control of this, the barge that was floating around. Praise God. One year, 10 days. Genesis 7, 6. You know, this thing kept on floating did not hit anywhere, did not smash into anything. Why? Because God was steering it. Praise God. Who's steering your life? Praise God. Hallelujah. Who is steering your family? Praise God. Who is in control of your life, of your family, of your community, of your church? Who is in control? If God is in control, praise God, he can steer you through any maze that's out there, through any obstacle that's out there, and still to make sure that you reach your destination. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes. God is in total, complete 
control. And when you think about your, you know, <laughs> the, 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 the term control might be an understatement. It was not just Noah and his family. He had everything that's on the earth represented in that ark. Praise God. God was in complete control over the people who are in it, over the creatures that are in it, over every circumstances. I want you to think for a moment that God is in control. Praise God. Even when you feel that your world is falling apart, if your bottom is going to fall apart, even if you feel that you're going to crash land, God is in control. Leave the control into his hands. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes. God is in control of every circumstances, every moments in, even in history. Praise God. God is in control of the current events of our lives. Praise God. He's subject to none. God is not subject to anyone. He's not influenced by anyone. God does what he pleases. The Bible says he does what he pleases. Praise God. God does what he pleases only as he pleases, always as he pleases. Praise God. God is in complete control. Amen. Complete control of every atom, complete control of every molecule, complete control of every bacteria, complete control of every virus. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yes, he is in control of everything, every moment, and he fulfills his perfect plan and purpose. Amen. Praise God. You know, I was pondering about this. I said, when I say God is in control of every virus, every bacteria, you know, how, how, how close can we bring it to the, to, from the word? Check this out. Joel 2, 25, 26. I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the great locust, the grasshopper, hopper, and the caterpillar, my great army which I sent among you. Oh! God calls the swarming locust, the great locust, the grasshopper and caterpillar, my great army. Wow. I don't know how many of you guys saw this. Two, three months ago, there was a swarm of locusts that was moving along the African continent and the Asia and even in India. And I saw this, I was, first I was wondering when they kept seeing that, you know, uh, this locust is coming and destroying the crops. Everybody's worried about it. And I was just wondering, you know, what are they talking about? Because we cannot comprehend what it is. Till I saw a video and I was so shocked of actually the swarm. You can actually see what's before you. It's just so dense. This is like moving like, like, like an army and everything in it 
its way that's green is just ravaging and just consuming and just completely destroying fruits and crops and, and leaves everything stripped to its bare. I said, wow. And no one can do anything about it. Praise God. Here, God is saying that it's the army that I sent among you. Wow. So once such an army is released, who can call it off? This is what God says in 2.26. And I have recompensed you the years that consume, that consume, the lo the, that, that consume, did the locust, the canker worm, and the caterpillar, and the palmer worm, my great force that I did send against you. Praise God. Only God can withdraw certain things. Praise God. In other words, it means only God can make a total recall. Only God can put an order for a total recall. That's what we see in the 10 plagues in Egypt. You know, when God recalled every one of them, either was finished or they just disappeared. Praise God. I am praying, folks, I don't know about you, that God will recall this, this pandemic that's going on. I'm really praying. Praise God. I'm not putting my trust in any government, any parties, none of them. The vaccination, they all are good. I'm praying R&D, Lord, let them do. But I'm calling, I'm praying, Lord, a total recall. Praise God. I don't know about you, but I yearn for those days when we could, we could come and we could fellowship, we could shake hands with people, we could hug people, and we could have a good time in the presence of the Lord. I don't know whether you yearned for it, I yearned for it. Praise God. Now you're doing this, you're putting this, putting in a helmet, I don't know, what else is going to come? And only God can recall this. Praise God. And we know that God is in complete control. Even when the world goes out of control, God is in control. Praise God. Coming back to what we were talking about, no rudder, no steering. There was no accident, nothing. Praise God. God kept this thing safe. Praise God. Folks, I know that you and I are going through a season, praise God, where things are going crazy around us. Praise God. This morning, one word, shoot one word up there, Lord. I give the steering into your hands. If you could control that barge with lives on it, I know that you can control my life, our life. Here's the steering. Here's the rudder of my life. You take complete control. I know if you're in control, you will make sure that we reach our destiny in Christ Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. God is in control. 
You know, the Bible says, the writer of Proverbs, Proverbs puts it like this, the king's heart is in the hands of the Lord and he directs it like a water course wherever he pleases. Praise God. In other words, those who are in authority, those who are powerful, and those who have a say-so over your lives, those who can speak a word over your lives, those who can make your life miserable, those who can change the course of your life, those who can give you a hard time in your workplace, those who can make your life easy. Praise God. I don't know if there's anybody that's listening to me. You're going through a tough time in your in your, in your, in your, in your workplace because your employer has been hard on you. Praise God. And they are pushing you to the extent. And you feel that you can't take it anymore. You feel that you're going to break apart. You just tell the Lord, Lord, take his heart into your hands. And you turn it around. I have a personal experience I want to share with you. The other day I was sharing this when I was working. I had this boss. He just simply disliked me for no reason. I have, to this day, I have no clue why he disliked me. I don't know if it was my hair, my hairstyle, my, my skin, my, my accent. I don't know what it was. The only thing that I know was this guy was very tall. And the next thing, tallest person in that place was me. And for me, that was the only reason I could find out. This guy was just bent on doing evil. He just, just wanted to give me such a miserable time. For no reason, he will get on my keys. I still remember him. Praise God. One day I told the Lord, Lord, this is too much. This is too much. I gave the man into God's hand. I said, Lord, you take care of it. The next day I went to work. I did not see the man. Two days, three days, a week, two weeks, three weeks. I went up to my immediate boss and I asked him, hey, where is so-and-so? He just looked at me very funny and said, why do you ask? I said, no, it's because, you know, I don't see him. And you know what my immediate boss told me? You know he don't like you, right? I was so shocked. <laughs> I was so shocked. I knew all along, but I did not know that, that this was like a common knowledge. So I said, do you know why? He says, I don't know why, but that guy, that man can't stand you. He hates you with that passion. I said, wow. So I asked him, where is he? I, can't, I haven't seen you, in, ain't seen him in days. He said, well, we don't know. He got into a fight with, the, with, with his boss, and that guy man just got transferred. Just, just pushed him out of the state. I said, wow. Praise God. You know, certain things you can't control. You can't control certain things. You know, when, when, you, when things go out of control, God is in control. You just talk to him. Tell him, Lord, I give this matter into your hands. Why don't you take control of this? Now, I didn't tell the Lord to push the man out, out of state or give him a hard time. All I did was, Lord, Commit the man into your hands because it's no way. I mean, if you are at fault, it's your fault. But when it's not your fault and you don't know what it is, what am I trying to say? God is in control. Praise God. 
Regardless of where you are, some people are in the pit experience. Joseph was in a empty, dry pit. God was with him. Praise God. Even when things looked hopeless, God was in control. Praise God. Hallelujah. Joseph was in a whole cell waiting for his vehicle that would take him to his place of destiny. Praise God. Jeremiah was in a pit, but there's a difference between the pit of Joseph and the pit of Jeremiah. Jeremiah's pit was a sinking pit full of miry clay. Each second he was going down. Do you know what it feels like to be in an empty, dry pit? Well, you feel that nothing's going to work out for you. This is the end. It's finished. Versus if you're in a pit that's full of mighty clay, like a sinking sand, you're constantly going down. You're constantly sinking. Have you ever felt that you're constantly sinking? If you are feeling this morning that you are constantly sinking and you are a child of God, I want to tell you, regardless of what you feel this morning, praise God, you and I have been placed on the rock to stay. Praise God. Let go of the feeling. The psalmist says, you have pulled me out of the miry clay and you made my feet to stand. Praise God to stay. And not only that, God's word says it put a song in your mouth. So even as you feel that you're sinking, my friend, I want to tell you, start singing. <laughs> start singing because my Bible says he has already pulled you out of the miry clay. He has put your feet on the rock to stay. Praise God. And it's put a song in your mouth. Praise be unto God. Hallelujah. Praise God. A dry pit, an empty pit. <laughs> Praise God. A pit that's full of clay, sinking sand. Or a pit of lion. Daniel was put in the den of lion, a pit where there were lions waiting to whoosh, gulp him. Before he falls, lands, boom, take him and tear him apart. God was in control. Praise God. I don't know where you are. Praise God. A dry pit, a sinking pit, or a pit of lion. Praise God. God is in control. Praise God. Give the control of your life into the hands of God. Praise God. We're going to conclude here because the time's up. We're going to continue next week, God willing. Praise God. God is in control. Praise God. Close your eyes for a moment. Regardless of what you're going through, I don't know what season you're in. I know we all are in COVID season. Praise God. Hallelujah. But I miss the COVID season. I don't know what else you are going through. As if that's not enough. No matter where you are. Jesus. Take an inventory of your life. Fix the areas that needs to be fixed. Look for 
for the specifications and tell the Lord, Lord, let me align my life, my building with your specification. And I give control into your hands. Take it. Praise God. Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. You're in control, Father. We're going to sing as we sing. Take the reins of your heart and give it into the hands of God. Take the steering of your heart, the rudder of your heart, and give it into God's hand. And say, Lord, take over. Take over. Take over. I may crash land. But you can sustain me even in this season.